0: Good morning, Eugene. Hey, good morning. How are you?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. How about you?
0: Doing okay, Saturday. Um, <laughs> not that it matters. It's probably going to be, probably going to sound weird. But anyway, so I think uh, last couple of times we've talked about like freelancing and starting something and stuff. Um, and I was, you know, since then I've launched my program. I don't know if you know anything about it.
1: No, I don't I don't know anything, but it does seem like you sort of took your own device and started your own sort of venture.
0: <laughs> well, yes. So, um I don't I don't remember if I told you, but up until probably 2018, I never really considered my myself or well, my passion a business. Did I tell you that?
1: I mean, it, it makes sense. You were just like a traditional accountant. And it makes sense to stick with what you know.
0: It's not, it wasn't that. It was like, I did what I loved and got paid for it. And I never sort of thought of it as a business, which is interesting. Um, but it was, but it was, it was definitely a business, but I never considered it a business. I just, you know, it was just work that I needed to do that I liked doing. And, um, and that's it what so like when some of the people i know some of the serial entrepreneurs that i know were actually super surprised about that.
1: so you have like a new name for what you were already doing and that kind of helps you put it in perspective
0: no it's just the mindset so i i was like wait a minute i'm a business like gotta start acting like one <laughs> So I got coached and got into some educational programs um, to kind of differentiate myself to learn how to be better at selling and, you know, broke a lot of my own kind of assumptions and prejudices about myself. Kind of, you know, I always thought I was not a good salesperson and actually it's not true for a real business. The owner is the best salesperson. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: So So now you're moving your business into like another area?
0: Yeah. So basically it's not really this specific tax business, but it's like foundation for me Um, because what I'm doing now is I'm, well, I wrote a book and it's going to be published by a publisher next year. So I'm really excited about it. And the book is my way of making my expertise, you know, 15 years of expertise available accessible to a larger crowd at a lower cost because what I've realized over the past couple of years is people who need me most who need my service my expertise most can't afford me and that's usually it usually happens in the beginning stages whether people just want to start a business or they're just early into it um, or kind of a little bit more into it and just still don't have the Kind of the handle of their numbers and taxes and understanding of that, and um, at that, especially in the early stages, when people are just starting out, they're watching every penny because they have to. They can't afford to lose money. They they're just want to see if it works and all of that. So they can't. They won't be able to afford to pay my current fees to you know to get to where they need to be. Um, so the book was my way of making the, some basic concepts available to more people. And out of that book, um, kind of new ideas popped up, like some educational courses, uh, for business owners to learn some, a couple of things like bookkeeping, do your own bookkeeping because under a certain income level, most, uh, business owners do their own books Um, To save money and stuff. So, and then also this most recent program, um, which is a membership experience um, called Something That's Yours. If you want, I'll tell you a little bit of a story about it, of how that name came about and stuff like that.
1: Sure, let's do it. (laughs)
0: Um, So... So I was sitting with this woman, a mom. I was sitting next to her in the swimming pool, um, on the swimming pool bench, waiting for, for our kids to finish up practice. And, you know, at that time I was developing my, one of my trainings. And because I knew she was like a, a stay-at-home mom mostly. She had a little bit, like a little bit of a side hustle going on. She worked part-time at a dance studio. And I asked her. I said, "Well, this is what my training is about. What would make you take it? Like what why do you work part-time? Like tell just t- talk to me a little bit about that." And she said, "Well, you know, I um my number one belief for non-negotiable is that I want to be available for my kids. I want to be able to not work when I when there's snow day or Whatever, or when they're sick. Um, and, you know, working part time gives me the flexibility. I work like five, 10 hours a week. Um, but you know what? She said, it's something that's mine. She lets me be creative. I'm on my own. I got something to do and it's mine and nobody can take it away. So I actually was very inspired by that because most business owners do create businesses because they're passionate about something. I mean, it gets more and more complicated as you kind of get into it, but, um, most businesses start with a vision and or passion. So, um, we all build something that's ours. And I'm also one of those examples. Like I built um, a business for many years without realizing it was a business. Um, And something that's yours is basically speaking to that initial passion and vision that someone had when they started. Um, And so this membership program is an experience. It's basically sort of built around the book, um, so we will cover a lot of the topics that are in the book. Um, but I will actually expand on it. So that eventually, there will be a couple of levels of memberships, mastermind group, uh, kind of like, sort of like coaching. But uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily a coach, but I end up performing some of the functions of a coach uh, when I work with uh, with with clients and now members. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, so is this like a like a classroom type? You watch videos, you do homework, maybe there's like workshops.
0: Um, yeah, so I did a founding member launch, which you know, where I said, listen, like I recorded a couple of videos explaining my vision and kind of where I'm going with this. Eventually this program will be kind of if someone read a book and wants to wants a little help with kind of making sure that, you know, making sure they're doing it right. They, some people don't want support. Some people do. So this is, will be kind of an ability for people who read the book, who need to figure out a few things to be able to join the membership and get access to the videos, the tools that I will, I'm developing like worksheets, checklists, um, that kind of thing. Um, And basically, yeah. So there will be training videos. There will be the kind of milestones and action items for people to do, but it's it's not gonna be overwhelming because number the number one reason people quit memberships is the overwhelm oftentimes. So I'm actually gonna work to make sure that the content is smaller bits and also obviously plain English. That's my number one goal um, smaller bits, plain English and kind of not overwhelming. So like if someone kind of had something, you know, going on in the family or whatever, they took a break, they didn't really lose anything. They can go back, watch, um, the videos are going to be shorter so that you can squeeze in, you know, a short video here and there instead of like having to commit an hour to watch a video, that kind of thing.
1: Mm -hmm. So what, what are some of the, like the initial topics that you're launching with?
0: Um, so the first topics, um, will have to do with things like, what is an entity? Do I need one? What do I need to know about them? Um, we'll talk about the common myths about accounting and taxes that people have and kind of, we'll talk about what's true, what's not and how it should be. Um, I'll also introduce them to like price psychology to talk about how there is this whole industry, not industry, but more like field of price psychology where pricing has been studied for years, for decades, to make sure that when you present your product, your your service, or whatever, you present it in a way that is attractive for people to buy, but at the same time, it, it, it gives you an ability to stay in business because a lot of times play different places, especially product based places, uh, price their uh, products in a way that leaves them very little profit at the end. And that kind of kills the whole idea of being in business. Mm
1: Mm-hmm say so this is sort of like a like an introduction into what starting a business is like
0: now this is just what I've just described is just a core so there are five stages of business kind of growth uh, the core is just so when people sign up in the future right now I have about 13 14 members that did a founding member like they believed in this program before it was completely laid out um, and that's kind of the idea you want to see if you know people would want it and actually there is a huge demand for for this program and this core once they sign up will be available to them right away but then the rest of it kind of will be a kind of a process of building up that knowledge and the skill and and confidence in in finances over time so the five main stages do you want me to talk about that Yeah. <laughs> so I came up with, I mean, the, the names are kind of subjective. They're my names, but, um, the most important part of every stage is where the person is, what they feel, think, and do. And the first stage is basic business. So oftentimes people are in this stage when they're just at the idea stage, so they're just starting out, or they've already or they already are moving into the, in the into this direction. Like, I have clients who are opening up a store, so they've applied for permits and and stuff like that. But in that stage, they're they they either know that they just have to somehow find a way to deal with accounting and tax. They don't know how to go about it. They are kind of sometimes intimidated, depending on the person. Um, and stuff like that. So we'll cover a lot of the basic um, things that are important at this stage, you know, the entity selection, what's deductible, kind of how to set up your your cash flow projection or whatever. Then, you know, so basically there are different like six or seven major topics. And then those topics kind of like, we start with the core and then we add a layer and add a layer and add a layer at every stage. So price psychology also like there will be a couple of lessons on how to price better um, and stuff like that. Now second stage is like a growing business. That's where at this stage is a person is kind of like, you know, I see that I have something going, but I'm afraid to grow because I don't have my accounting and taxes under control. I don't know what to do with it. Um, I have actually a person who is right at that stage, so it's easy for me to come up with the explanation of where that person mentally is and stuff like that. The third one is more like a focused business. So they're growing. they kind of are starting to get this under control. They're creating maybe a 90 day budget, maybe. They're understanding what how they can use debt. They are pricing correctly. They know the power of nine, the power of seven, the power of zero. They know their business risks and can kind of understand the taxes and and how the audit works and stuff like that. So, um, after that, they move into this business with intention stage where it's everything they do related to accounting and tax, they're creating their own uh, routine. Um, getting used to reading reports, black and white reports because a lot of people can't do that. They don't understand how to read reports. Um, and I actually have someone in the program who just told me yesterday that that's what he he is. He doesn't know what what to do, how reports work. so um, and and other things. And then the, finally, the last stage would be business with purpose. So at that stage will take it kind of to the next level. and then after that, uh, people once they, you know, go through the the action items and and get a real grip on their business and are planning and are totally um kind of have it under all under control. That doesn't mean that they're doing it themselves. It just means that they fully understand what's happening. Their mindset is going to be described as something like. I feel confident about my books. I can figure it all out. If something, like if I need to research something in my own books, I can do it. I know my numbers and have like no anxiety and fear of them. Um, I use, you know, like, and I'm describing someone actually who, that I work with, a client of mine who's at that level. It's kind of like a mastery level after you complete all all the five stages, sort of go through all the five stages more or less that's where you need to be. And so like, I actually interviewed a client who was at that stage and he told me basically what I just said. So he feels super confident. He knows his business risks. He has a vision for the business. He knows his core values. He doesn't do his own bookkeeping, but he knows exactly what I'm doing. He knows exactly where to look for things He's very comfortable with the reports and numbers, and the numbers don't scare him. He's like, you know, when I look at the numbers and they're not what I wanted them to be or I planned for them to be, I first determine what the reason is, and second, create a strategy of to prevent this from happening again. Um, and you know, the kind of the culmination of that is when people use numbers as the backbone of their business, so they use it to make every decision, uh, strategically and purpose, purposely, um, and, and can read reports and can make decisions on the fly. And, um, I think the top probably characteristic would be if they can teach a kid to run a business, then they can, then they really get it. <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: Hmm. I guess I, like I knew about all the business reports and stuff cause I took you know, two accounting classes. But I never really, I guess, internalized that you can measure the strength of a business based on those reports. And when I always picture a business, I don't really think about any actual numbers. But <laughs> I guess that's the problem where. Yep. <laughs> you need like some sort of objective way to judge if you're doing good or bad or what direction you should be moving in and having a couple of these reports could be like a really easy way to see the state of your business like right now and where you want it to be and where it was. So maybe that would be like a good whole topic of like how you can judge business strength and what it means to be like in a good position as a business owner. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And that's what this program is going to also cover because, um, many, many business owners kind of put that on the back burner and kind of go with the flow and, you know, manage their business by looking at their bank account. It's very common. Um, and there are a lot of people who've heard that. And a lot of people who will probably never take the leap into being self-employed and having their own thing going because they're intimidated by that and because they don't want to lose money. And, but they, at the same time, they don't know how to, how to approach it. Um, so that's what this program is for. That's who this program is for. It's you know, for someone like that, for someone who's really into it, even like, um, a very close company. I don't work with them. Like I don't work with them in a tax from a tax pr- pr- perspective, but I am, um, I'm working with them on something on another project. Um, they've been in business for 70 years. And she said, you know, the first, th- in the first three years, even like three years into it, I like, it took me three to four years to realize that I need someone Who's more than just a bookkeeper? Who's more than just, you know, a tax accountant who you know files your stuff once a year? Um, I need more help. I need to understand how to manage this business and uh, how to read the numbers, how to learn that. So she was like, "I can totally relate to your book because, like, I would love to have that." Like she, she, she was like, "It took us seven years to hire someone like that." <laughs> so, it's fairly common, I think.
1: Hmm. And that would be an accounting role generating all these reports and making projections and like all that sort of business stuff.
0: Well, yes, but, uh, but you wouldn't, but if the owner doesn't understand that, then he or she would be dreading an accountant's kind of monthly meeting or whatever it is, you know what I mean? So I've, I, believe to my core that it's important to actually learn how to do that so that um so that you can actually have no, productive sense, meetings right?
1: yeah yeah like if if the accountant knows that these are like business benchmarks or business metrics and they could measure them and show it to you but if the business owner isn't used to them or is like running their business sort of ad hoc and not really thinking about concrete numbers, that that meeting would scare them because they'll feel judged. And a lot of people aren't very like data driven and they're just like going based on what they feel. Where it seems like these reports and projections would sort of disambiguate where the business is and kind of really solidify its state. Yeah. And I guess that is pretty scary for people when you transition from we have this much money, we're selling all this stuff and it seems to be working, we're making, you know, rent every month, <laughs> but having actual numbers and having goals and seeing that you're meeting them could be scary if if people aren't on the same page as like standard accounting practice, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, so I'll I'll kind of describe the relationship that that I have with one of my best clients. He's a visionary, one hundred percent visionary. You know, he writes poetry, he creates designs, um, whatever. Um, he has a vision, very strong brand. Um. Awareness and of his own brand and how he wants it to develop and stuff, and for many years, and this was before I started working with him for many years, he kind of was at what at the stage that you just described kind of um be intimidated and feel judged and feel um kind of s- not scared but um anxious about the accountant meeting and stuff like that. He was at that stage many years ago, maybe seven or eight years ago he's worked with someone very strong. Um, and then I took over because that person moved to another state. Um, and a couple of years into it, he kind of was like, listen, I used to be dreading these conversations, but now, you know, when I look at the numbers, sometimes like we do cash projections and stuff like that, like for the next 12 months, each month how much money you're gonna have in the bank, so that if you are negative, you can kind of do something now to to prevent it or to rectify it or to do something about it. Um and he said, I used to dread this, but now I'm like looking at it. And even if I see a negative month, I'm like, okay, what do I do? What what can I do? As opposed to, oh my God, we're gonna go out of business. So I believe that knowledge of numbers gives you power. And once you let go of that, oh, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at, um, which is what a lot of people say. I'm not good at math. I really never had a handle on the numbers. Once you let go of that mindset and open yourself up to just learning a little bit every step kind of every week or every month or whatever, things start changing. And even hardcore visionaries get to a point of confidence in their numbers, which is actually pretty cool.
1: Okay, so where can people find your new program? You gotta you gotta put that in the show notes, but then also <laughs> tell the people.
0: Um, so the program is gonna be at least for now cohort based um, because it's gonna be hard to manage Q and A if people are joining and are at these different levels. So right now the enrollment is closed, but it would probably open up in a few months, maybe end of August, beginning of September. Mm -hmm. Um, And the website is to, if if you want to get on the wait list, you can go to something that's yours.com and get on the wait list. And once we open up, you'll be the first to know.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, pretty exciting. (laughs) The people who were joined on a founding members launch, I kind of wasn't clear in the beginning in terms of the wording, the right messaging. I mean, I knew internally what I want to do, but sometimes you have to be that careful, but kind of like be intentional with your copy, with your wording and uh, that you put out there. So mine wasn't perfect yet um, and still, you know, a bunch of people signed up and I've just had a um, co- kind of an um a kickoff call a couple of days ago and they love it they they think that it's so, such a needed topic and it actually gives me a lot of confidence and there are people who are new so they don't know me a lot they don't they just know about me and my work and it gives me confidence to see that they they're engaged and that they like the stuff that I'm working on and so I'll keep working hard on that.
1: It's pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> you should join.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, whenever it opens up, you you send me that link. <laughs> All right, I will. All right. All right, Eugene. Yeah, I'll see you next week.
0: See you next week.